the world doesn't fully make sense until the writer has secured his version of it on the page, and the act of writing is strangely more lifelike than life. Betsy Lerner. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee Essence. Last episode, we talked about history, world history, and how to share that information. This episode, we're going to be talking about culture. If you haven't listened to history, you'll probably want to listen to that first, because the key thing to remember is that culture is created by history. If the humans conquered the elves, then it's part of the culture that elves are seen as lesser than humans. That can be historically rooted, but comes up every day in your characters' lives. Before we get too deep into this, I did want to say that there are cultures and there are subcultures. We recently went to the Renaissance Fair. And yes, that's a whole culture of people in and of itself, but we saw people in fantasy garb. We saw people in Viking garb. We saw people in steampunk garb. Basically anywhere between 680 to like 1880. There are a lot of facets of subcultures that are also important in telling your story because they're going to be different per person. With cultures, it is so important to not word vomit your cultures. You want to expose one piece at a time, one culture at a time through your story. So yes, you can have a nice wide variety. But in Lord of the Rings, we weren't being introduced to the hobbits, the elves, the humans, the dwarves, all at the same time. We got introduced to the hobbits, and then they met the human along the way. And then they entered Rivendell, and we met the elves. And then we got to know the dwarves. So we get the little pieces at a time to help us figure out, okay, these are the main cultures within the story. A good rule of thumb for introducing cultures to your readers is to let your readers ask the question before you answer the question. In the case of John Wick, we know for quite a while about their secret currency before it even crosses our minds to go, well, who minted that? What's the story there? Let us be exposed to part of it for a while and then let the reader ask the question before you answer it. This is a good method for making sure you are not info dumping about your culture. Cultural info dumps, I think, happen most often through dialogue. It is good to include little snippets in dialogue about cultural references and all of that. But again, just like with history, you're not going to have a character going on a monologue about the culture of this planet who juggles geese. It is a single line that says, well, there's a place that juggles geese. In my edits of my current story, a lot of what I'm removing are the cultural explanations of things. Because in my first draft, being a pantser, I write it out included in that first draft so it kind of becomes embedded in my brain of that's a thing that exists but during the edit as i'm going through i'm realizing my readers don't need to be told the same aspect of the culture three times in three chapters 
A lot of this comes down to when is it relevant for the reader to know this. If it's going to be a different reading session, that's too far apart, your reader's not going to remember, you don't want to be redundant and put it in both places, so you're better off putting it in the latter place. If you want a good example of that in writing, I suggest you watch Downton Abbey. They do a great job of timing when to reveal certain amounts of information, depending on the most interesting character to convey that information. But you do usually want it to be within the first act. You at least need to introduce the concept that this piece of culture exists. But like John Wick's special underground currency, it exists. You don't have to explain it until it's relevant to explain it. So have it introduced, have it there before you provide that explanation when it's relevant. There is a big difference between introducing the reader and info dumping on the reader. Just the fact that there is a currency in the world is enough for the first act. There is a balance, especially with the culture here, that you can have that aspect of the culture in the story and never explain it. And with fiction, readers accept that. They are okay with that. When I first watched John Wick and I saw this underground currency system, I kind of did a, oh, that's cool. And then I forgot about it because I didn't care enough to really dive in to be like, who minted it? What kind of exchange system do they have? Anything like that. Didn't particularly care. It was just, oh, that's a cool, relevant piece to the history and the culture of the world without needing to be explained. A big key in making sure you are using the dialogue aspects of explaining the culture well is don't have a character tell a different character something that both characters already know. Well, as you know, the currency system is a 10 to 1 ratio of copper to silver to gold. We both know that. That's not something that belongs in dialogue. It only belongs in dialogue if one character is explaining it to the other character who doesn't know, i.e. Harry Potter when he's being explained the Galleons system. Which, having read the books and seen the movies more times than I can count, I still couldn't regurgitate that whole exchange ratio. Because it made no sense whatsoever. And more importantly, it made no difference in the plot. Harry's still conquering Voldemort even if he uses British pounds or silver dollars. I don't care. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here, is include it. You don't explain it. That's fine. So we know not to info dump about the culture in dialogue. We don't want to info dump at the beginning of chapters or just give irrelevant information. How do I tell my audience about the culture? First off, make the culture simple. Especially in fantasy and sci-fi, there is already an expectation that that book has been translated from the native language of whatever land or whatever planet into English or whatever language you're writing in. So if there is an English version of that word, that's the word you should be using. Sometimes there aren't, but if there is already, we already know what a necromancer is. Don't try to explain it to us with a different name because we're totally not going to remember that name. We're still going to think Necromancer. The other option you have to kind of go along in this same vein is to use nicknames. In Mistborn, when the story starts, you have eight types of metals that people can burn or use 
in order to activate their powers. For one example, you have somebody who can burn pewter. The official kind of name for them is a pewter arm. But the nickname that they've been given is a thug, because that gives you a very clear idea of what a pewter arm is for. So even if you have a name for it in your specific world, a nickname, a colloquialism, not only tells the reader about the culture, but it enriches the culture. It's like, yeah, technically they're called pewter arms. We all just call them thugs. And it's best if that nickname is something in the language the book is written in, if it's in English, so that people already have an association with that word and what it means. And that nickname then lends itself to creating that immediate mental image. Another solution for this info dump that you're tempted to write would be to just skip it entirely. Put it in your notes section over there that's not part of your actual book so that you are familiar with the information before it comes across. And then on your second edit, see if it feels like it's missing at all because your characters are still talking about it because you still know about it. It's sprinkled in naturally that way if you just skip the info dump entirely and therefore your audience is going to retain a lot more of the information. That goes back to what I was saying earlier. The thing is included but not explained and that's okay. If you don't need to explain it to comprehend the book, then don't explain it. But this certain thing needs to be understood in order for you to understand the whole world, the whole culture. You need to understand this chunk of information. How do I get that information across? The best way to do that is to have that Greek chorus kind of character. That person in your story that also doesn't know that information, that can be the stand-in for the reader asking the right questions. In the case of the currency in Harry Potter, Hagrid's explaining it to Harry, and then Harry goes, yeah, I missed that whole thing. Harry is the voice of the reader in that case. That's what a Greek chorus is for. And the reader will forgive that Greek chorus character. We didn't get annoyed that Harry didn't know about the wizarding world. We were learning alongside him and glad that we got the chance to learn with him as he fell into that world. Culture is a part of the human experience. It's not only a part of the character's experience, not only a part of the reader's experience, but it is part of your experience. Just like we talked with politics and with history, think about your own life. How often are you having to explain aspects of the culture to other people? Most likely only if you're having a conversation with somebody from a different culture. Use that to help influence your writing. Use that to help influence how you sprinkle in the relevant details of the culture. But make sure at the same time that your culture is rich. Even if you're not explaining everything, having a rich culture and you knowing that will come through in your story and the readers will love it. That's why I like building cultures. That's why I like building worlds because I have fun doing it and then I get to sprinkle it in and see other people enjoy the thing that I created because I wrote selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing.